The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. It has been far too long since we've gotten together, but we got this. We've assembled the team of insiders for more information because football never stops. John Michelle of The Athletic is here. Nick Eatman, the originator and ungraded from DallasCowboy.com and the longest tenured beat writer around. Old man Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Um, how was the birthday celebration? I'm New East Crooks, by the way. How was the birthday celebration over the weekend, man? It was good, man. I was looking for you guys. I mean, you got invited, you know. I did not get an invite. You did. You got invited on, on, on Facebook invite. Yes, I sent it to you. I, I definitely added you. You? All right, we're not even going to talk about it. You're on Facebook a lot more than I am. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you need to send these things on Twitter, man. Seriously. That's yes. where I live. See, it was in Arlington, so you weren't going anywhere. <laughs> no, you never. No. For, I, was, I was like, let me invite Matilda. For Chill's big day, I would have been I had, there. I had Todd on there. I just let me, let me put this out there for everybody. But it was good. I was trying to, um, you know, yes, I had a birthday celebration. My birthday was actually during the draft. And I couldn't do anything during the draft because I. Why? Could be at the draft. But what else? You weren't here for the entire draft. And then my daughter had something. Um, she once stayed in gymnastics. We I haven't mean, talked about that. My daughter awesome. went, yeah. went to, so it's, it's been a surreal couple yeah. of weeks, man. You know, young Simone Biles, man. Yeah, Congratulations. Surreal, and like, like I, you know, there's this narrative out there that I'm the jinx because since I've started, when I since I've showed up covering the Cowboys, you know, I got four playoff wins. You know, I got the retirements of Dion and mm-hmm. and well, Emmett and Michael and Troy and everything else. But I showed up in '96. You know, after the three Super Bowl titles, and this is so my, Rowdy. It, oh, as, as somebody pointed out, it was yeah, Rowdy. Yes, I mean. But, but it's, I'm not the jinx because I raised champions. <laughs> I, I got to stay champion, so I'm, I'm no longer. It's not oh. on my list. It's above me now. Okay, it's proof that I raised champions. Okay, can't argue with that. Really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's know, above me now. When you, when you say you're here, I go back to the old Parcells line. All I can go by is what I see. Exactly, and, and we you see a champion. We got we got new evidence. There you go. Oh, she gonna come out for demonstrated ability. Since you want to go, since you want to talk about Parcel, we go about demonstrated ability. I got demonstrated ability of raising a champion. <laughs> you gonna get, get a job here or something? We got to bring in the organization somehow to get. Yeah, something I'm done. just saying it's bigger than me. It's above me mm. now. But it was good event. I was raising money for my dad. My dad passed away in February. It's been a tumultuous, trying year uh, with, with so much going on. I got my daughters are graduating. Graduating. I'm gonna miss mini camp this week because my daughter's graduating from Howard. University this weekend, and so I'll be leaving on Thursday. I won't be here from any camp. And my youngest daughter graduated high school on May 28th, and and actually I'm going to Howard on Thursday, flying back Saturday because my youngest daughter has prom Saturday night. So it's, wow. a, it's a whirlwind. She's going to Rice, and she's going to Rice. Yes, that is a lot. Nice. You I'm, do you do have some champions there going on. It, 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 it's a lot, but it's a, you know, girl dad, girl, girl dad. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, who signs the contract extension first? CD Lamb, Dak Prescott, Trayvon Diggs. And I'm just gonna assume they're gonna keep holding Mike off because they got another year on that because of the fifth year for him. So, well, what does Jerry do? You can't on, do Micah. Yeah, you can't do Micah. Can't yet, do anyway. Micah yet, which they probably they need to get one of these done at least maybe one or two before. I don't know. You know, I, that talking to Stephen Jones and Jerry, you know, they want to get one of – they would like to get in the perfect world to get one of CD or Diggs done before the season. Or yeah, the I would season. think training camp. They would want to get one of those two done. I mean, St- he's on the same level, but Steele would be in that mix too. I would imagine Steele – to sign maybe in training camp too, but I, he's not on that. We level. need to find out who's going to be a guard, tackle, who's going to be starting. You know, I mean, be a backup, man. You know, do, I mean, not gonna, you know, we, Micah, you know, we no got, one knows Micah's position. Yeah, well, I mean, Micah's an all pro. Okay, well, <laughs> but, but I'm just depends saying. on who you talk to. They think Steele's going to be there. Too. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Okay, I'm but, sorry. I'm sorry for putting T- Terrence Steele in the in the uh, conversation. Yes, he, he, he's, he's not in the big money conversation. But let's be. This is about the big money. Okay. Can we? Be, can we? Can I bet he is. But well, I bet he is. I'm just saying. Relatively it. speaking, okay. these guys are going to get top five at their position type money. Got it. That, that's all I'm saying. Yes, any money still gets is going to be big money to us. I know. And to I know. him. Okay. But we're, t- we're talking about sorry, top sorry, five. Sorry. Top five at their position money. Okay. You know, and, and you got to get Dak done. I mean, if they're committed to Dak 
if they say they are, they're not going to wait to the end of the season. You really don't want to get it to that point. Prices are going up. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I think Lamb's the most likely. I could see the Trayvon Diggs. I mean, I could see that being one of those things where it plays out to where next thing you know, they're franchise tagging him a year from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, those two would make the most sense. And I just, <laughs> as much as Steven has said it and then Dak brought it up, you know, last week about the whole, well, this might just happen overnight. There's just no way I believe that the Dak contract happens overnight. Just the way it went last time, I just don't think it's going to be one of these things where we're just like, you know, kind of like the Jalen Hurts thing where it just kind of, oh, it, it just happened. Obviously, they were working on it for a while in Philly, but then all of a sudden you just see it. I just don't see that happening. With, with, well, the with difference with last time was because of the lead-up, because they put the franchise tags on him, and it was such mm-hmm. a big deal. Uh, and I think, you know, when it came out, it was kind of overnight because I don't – you know, we had – he, he was injured. We didn't really know, know that they were going to get it done, especially when, when you know, coming off the, the, yeah. the, the, the injury that year. You yeah, know, and it, it just tag- was a full – solid year of just talk yes, about like because, oh we were close right before the deadline all this stuff and so it was just a constant storyline I think that's that's what Stephen was talking about that we don't want to make it a constant yeah. storyline because they were part of that storyline because they, yeah. they they fueled it by by answering questions or whatever else about it and again you're, you're talking about a situation where they put the franchise tag and he had held out you know during the offseason program missed all the offseason programs so it was a storyline for the whole season yeah you know but they've been asked a lot of questions about it in the last couple of months though too they haven't really said that much no. about it but they've been asked a lot yeah. quite often let me throw this chum in the water and this is just just my my take you go back to when Jared Goff and Carson Wentz got their deals and the Cowboys decided to not do anything but we all felt that Dak was in that category of those players Fast forward, you see Jalen Hurts gets his deal. Lamar Jackson gets his deal. You know Joe Burrow is coming and Justin Herbert's coming. Wouldn't this now be a smart time to get a deal done and say, hey, look, we'll pay you more than Lamar Jackson. Let's get this thing done and go away. Nick? Mm. You worth that? I mean. Worth? Yeah. Are we doing worth now? Well, I mean. Was he worth $40 million before? I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. Perfect, perfect you say that, because that was the same thing, that was the same conversation about Wentz and Golf at the time. Yeah. Worth. Not about the worth, this is about the timing. Yeah, it's which about maybe, the market. Well, yeah, and maybe that's why maybe that's why it's not a good time for the Cowboys to do that. Um, and, and again, I, I'm looking at other, other ones, too. I mean, like, didn't Daniel Jones get money? Did, has he got his money yet? Yeah, for he, he Same day. So... I mean, like I, th- I could be wrong on this. I, I think it's he's like 14th or 15th in average per sal- average salary right now. Who Dak? No, no he's, like he's no, they're tied, he's tied for ninth. That's what Daniel. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 40 million. Okay, here, so yeah. I think what it is is when, if if something doesn't get happen, is something doesn't happen in the next few months or so when those yeah, guys you just fast, mentioned, yeah. he's gonna fall to, to that. And because uh, Stevens was the one that told us that I think in, in Mobile that he he expects Dak to be around 14 or 15. He said it. You were there. I don't know if you were paying attention, but he said it right in front of us that he that he expected to be about fourteen or fifteen um, when all these deals kind of oh, come through. Okay. And so that's what they're kind of forecasting. That makes me think that they are going to let that stuff happen before he gets to anything. And I I don't know. I think it's probably a smart move there. Let's wait and let's get one more year. Let's see kind of what the narrative looks like. I don't think you have to do it right now. Again, the the issue is. No, they don't have to do it right now because they go they can go to twenty twenty four and let it let it play out. He has a no trade clause, he has a no mm-hmm. uh tag clause, all that and, and you really talking about the build up. Mm-hmm. If you go into twenty twenty four, that's gonna be the talk the whole season. Yeah. You know, and do you really want that? But the reason it's a conversation is because of, of what Steven said. He's our quarterback for the next ten years. We want to get it done now. He said the combine. This is the time to start talking about it. Right. So they're the ones who put this narrative out there that they want to get the deal done. But they've also been the ones that wanted, you know, five, six years. They always talked about that with Dak, and then when the deal gets done, it's only for four, you know. But the, but the years is different than we want to get a deal done. They've always wanted. They would have been fine with doing that Mahomes deal. I understand that. You know, that. where well, you get to but, ten right, years. Right, but, but, the, but the, we're just talking about the point of getting the deal done. Yeah. They're the ones who said openly they didn't have to say he's going to be – they, they could have said, hey, we're, we'll wait and see. We're going to see how we hit. he's under contract. We'll see how it plays out. They're the ones who have been committed, overly committed, that Dak's our guy. Front, we have no blink, no nothing about this guy being our quarterback for years to come. If that's the you case. You also have to say that, though. Mm-hmm. 
You have to say it. You cannot you sit can, there and, and can, I mean, you can you be can, an idiot and do that because obviously there's other people that have done that around the league. You can say that. You can you, say we, 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 we like that. We're good to country. We, we're paying him, and, and, and let's see how this plays out. Yeah. Diggs. How do we see Diggs in terms of the contract? Because obviously every every agent's going to go to Jerry looking to be be the highest paid at their position. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's a tradition like no other. You go to Jerry and you try to be the highest paid center, tackle, right. linebacker, whatever you can be. I don't see how he's not in the top five highest paid corners, and which would put you at twenty million a year. I don't know, like if he's not getting twenty million a year, twenty one million a year from the Cowboys, he'll get it from somebody he'll get else. It from someone else, I so. agree. When you look at the names too, and I mean, I looked them up not too long ago. I think Denzel Ward is one of them. Yeah, he's really good. The other two guys. Um, I, it escapes me, and that's be, probably to, to the point is that what you were just saying is that yeah, Diggs, Miami's been paid heavily. Yeah, Xavier. Yeah, I don't think he's in that group of twenty though. I really don't think that. Is, I'm Ram, sorry, yeah, sorry Ramsey, for not. Yeah, Ramsey. Ramsey's been paid. Yeah, I, I think he's worth it. I really do. I think he had a pretty good year last year, and, um, and yeah, the, the picks weren't there. He was he was intercepting everything. If he picks off that pass against the 49ers in the playoffs, which you never saw it, but if he did, he picked it off. You know, the, the the whole season could be different. But but I think he had a really good season. And I think teams starting to, to notice that a little bit. That's why I think it's important to kind of build some guys on the other side. And then I think he'll also look pretty good with Stephon Gilmore on the opposite side this year. Um, so, yeah, Denzel Ward's at top. This is going by average annual value. This yeah. isn't the total. So average annual. Den- Denzel Ward's at $20 million. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is at 19.5 with the Saints. Marlon Humphrey. 19.5 with the Ravens, and then Xavier Howard is at 18. Uh, Where's Ramsey? Is he not in that group? I thought he was over 20. Oh, you know what? You might be right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jair Alexander is the number one at 21. That's sorry right. to refresh yeah. it. Ramsey's, Ramsey's fifth. Yeah. He's at he's at eighteen point three. So, so, so it's going to be in that neighborhood. Right? So it's, it's yeah. gonna, 20 million. It, it, it's definitely going to be 20. I, I think that there's the narrative about where he is and where he fits is, is part of this conversation, you know, and the physicality. Uh, we, we, you go back to that 49ers game, you brought up the interception. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up him not tackling the tight end a few mm-hmm. plays before that, you know, and, and so those are things that are going to be brought up in negotiations, and that's part of the conversation with Diggs, being all around cornerback and, and fitting and doing what some of those other guys do that are, that are making $20 million a year. So, uh, the problem is with the Cowboys is if not Diggs, then who? They they're, they're back. It's almost like a quarterback. Yeah. Because Gilmore's here for one year. Yeah. You know, you don't have a number one corner. This is his. You know, which is why Diggs is. You know, maybe it's franchise tag. It's an urgency to finally get this yeah. thing done. But if you don't, Diggs is the urgency because this is his last year. This is a, yeah. This is his contract year. Unlike you got two years with CD. Yeah. You got but, two years with Dak. You yeah. got this is it with Diggs. So. So Diggs, uh, I mean, so CD's number is going to be like seventeen million the next year, right? Yeah. On the fifth year option, yeah, this is not, the fourth year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, I think I think it could be Diggs. I mean, it could be CD pretty quick here, but but yeah, it, it might be it might be Diggs because because of what you said. I mean, they they got to get this done, and I don't think he needs to prove it anymore. Like I don't think the Cowboys are saying, well, let's see one more year on him. To see. I don't think that's the case. I wouldn't. I would. I. I mean. It's been a long time since you've had a really good corner. And, and to me, that's that's kind of where yeah. I was going to land on at the end of all this is, hey, um, since did you talk about since Deion Sanders, you haven't had a player like this at that position. Mm-hmm. So the rate is $20 million. You just write down the $20 million and and you just know right now on your team, there's gonna you're just going to have a bunch of spots where here's large numbers. I go back to when I covered the Lakers when Shaq and Kobe was there. It's like, all right, 80% of the money is being spent right here. No. The rest of you guys get to chop up the 20%, and that's that, That's just going to be how it goes. So there's, You've got to pay certain players in this game. What's going to be interesting, though, is that Dak, if he gets one of those next-in-line contracts, then that's putting him back up there You know, in the $50 million range. Like Micah Parsons, he's going to be paid as the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL. I mean, as long as he keeps playing like this, he will be he will get the top money for defensive players. It doesn't matter if you think he's a linebacker, defensive yeah. end, he will get that top money. So but, I I wonder how you can make that work uh, without looking on. Uh, I don't know any other team that's done that where you have one of those quarterbacks like that, and then you also have the highest paid defensive player. The Rams yeah. and the Rams missed the playoffs. I mean, it, it, the Rams. I mean, I don't think the, the Rams ever had a quarterback getting like that. Well, but 
Well, but I mean, okay, so so when the Rams won it, I mean, Donald was making a lot, yeah, and so was Ramsey, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and I mean, Stafford was making the lot. Stafford wasn't, was making good money. It, yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't that like he didn't elite. get the contract until yeah. afterwards, right? Yeah, it was like that was always thought of when, when Detroit yeah. traded. So Von Miller wasn't getting a lot right then either, I guess. And, and the yeah. receiver wasn't getting that much yeah. at that point either. Yeah. They knew at that time when they were putting that together go, yeah. that it was going to be, yeah. you know, it's the same thing with the with the Eagles. Like, obviously, they do that with Jalen Hurts. Down the line, it's going to affect them. They're not going to be able to do as many well, big moves. to your as, point about Shaq and Kobe, you know, I mean, that obviously the games are different. You don't have as many guys there. But you got to find the Derek Fishers if you're going to do that. If you're going to to play that role, you've got to get – and that's why you have to draft well. You've got to yeah. get cheap talent in the right. second, third, fourth which, round. Which, which, getting back to your steel question, you know, if steel's going to command a top-five salary – I'm not paying. Yeah, it's not going to be here. Yeah, I'm not paying it. I can find. I can. I can. Yeah. I can get a, a, a steal in off in, in the draft. Yeah, this is where I'm, I'm Matt, not. I'm not paying it. This is where Matt Willetsko is, has a very exactly key, very key camp yeah. coming up. The here. awesome Richards that they just drafted. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. He's commanding top five money. And, and I don't, he could get it on the market. Yeah, I don't know. You if know, I disagree. You know, I, I'm just not paying him because I do have to pay. It's better for a right tackle. I'm not doing it. Left tackle is different. Not for a right tackle. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. We're not doing it. You, you know, you got to pay Michael, and that that bill is coming due. You you, you already identified CD and and Diggs. And they're going to get top five money at their position. Uh, I'm not doing it for a right tackle. So let's say we let's say we get through this this year. I don't think this will happen, but let's say none of those deals get done. The year they just let this whole year play out. Year ends the exact same way as last year. Divisional round of the playoffs. Like, do you think that they're still all in on like, well, we're paying all four of those guys no matter what? Or do you think that their their plan might change a little bit? Well, I think it depends the, on who's the quarter. Who, who's going? Is, is the coach still going to be here? If that happens, I don't, I don't know how much that impacts it. To be honest with you, oh, I think it does. In what way? What coach is coming in here that's going to be like, no, no, I don't need those guys, or I only need two of those guys? I don't know. I, if it, I don't know if it impacts it, but I will say this though: if that happens, where they don't, you know, they don't go one game, one playoff win, they lose in the divisional round again. I mean, one of those four, if not. You know, two or three of them are they're going to have some question marks, just yeah. like just like this game. Diggs had a good game. I mean, good season. Uh, took a step back with picks, but had a good season. But yet, the play that you're talking about was in there. Dak's interceptions. Right. He, he was coming off one of the best games of any quarterbacks ever had in a playoff game. Right. But yet, no one cares about that because of what happened against the 49ers, which that's it's it's why you lose. You know, I, I, don't, I guess what I'm so, saying, I don't see a Byron Jones type guy amongst these where you just say, you know what, we'll let that one walk. I don't either, but I just don't remember another time where they had all this, these coming up at the same and this, time this is and, be, and on this level. No, they don't, but but DeMarcus Lawrence is falling off. Yeah. Uh, Tyron Smith will be falling off. Right. You know, and, and I, I know. Will go up. But I mean, I still, man, I'm sorry, but I look at the Tyron and DeMarcus, as, those are kind of somewhat friendly a little bit. There's not going to be anything friendly about what we're just talking about here. <laughs> well, they, I'm sorry. they weren't friendly years ago. You Tyrons know, was always Tyron, friendly. But Demarcus Lawrence wasn't. Tyrons was one of yeah, the most yeah, friendly Tyron's, NFL yeah, contracts yeah, but of all time. They're, they're going off. I'm just saying though that the cap is going up, and I yeah. the cap is going up uh, again. Tony Pollard won't be getting 10 million next year. Hmm. These are definitely things to talk about. Let's hit a break. Um, the run game. Let's dive into the Cowboys. You spoke of Mr. Pollard here. Uh, the run game, new offensive line coach, new offensive coordinator. Let's dive into this next with Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, John Machota at The Athletic, Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, New East Coast. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. 
When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA Equal Housing Lender Credit and Collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back Back, back, to Media Mash. Mini Mash on a Monday. Clarence Hill, maker of champions. <laughs> Joined us right here. <laughs> Fort Worth Star Telegram. Nick Geatman, DallasCowboys.com. John Bashota of The Athletic. All right, guys. Tony Pollard coming off the injury. Pro Bowl season. We're assuming number one guy, if healthy. Who's his backup? They're literally everybody else on the roster. You could make a case that they are not even on the 53 to start the season. Tony Pollard, to me, is the only running back that's locked in to, to start the season. Now, obviously, I think that, like Deuce Vaughn, I, I expect him to make the team. You know, I wouldn't be surprised Ronald Jones or um, Malik yeah, Davis. Yeah, Malik Davis, too. Um, but there's still part of me that thinks that there's – there's that, that the short yardage guy not on the roster. I just I'm sorry. Has, like, he, ever, where, has he ever been on the roster? W- well, yeah, I thought Zeke was for sure. No, I'm saying <laughs> that's what I'm asking is is the guy that is he going to come back? That's really no, what no, I'm no, 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 no. I, no, I don't see him coming back. But I just think you're that not you believing need... all that. I'm not either. Believe in what? Who's saying Jerry? It? Yeah, Jerry keeps the door. Just like just like Jerry said, we're, we're all in OBJ when they never talk to him. Jerry just going to say Jerry, that to continue because yeah. it's good for TV and it's okay. good for headlines. Jerry saying in the shower, he's thinking about player, games. player, and contract aside, what he was bringing these last few years, this team is now missing. You can say whatever you want about Ezekiel Elliott. You felt confident. Third and one, fourth and one, big moment. You could hand it to him. He's going to get you that yard. Because he did. Who is that guy now? Well, well, uh, and, and I don't see another guy on the roster that's even a comp. Well, well two things that, that they came. Rico Dowdle? No. Sorry. Two things that came by at, the end, I mean, of, close at the end of last season is they started doing the Philly quarterback sneak. That's their third, their third and one, fourth and one is Dak. Mm. Quarterback sneak. It, they should have been doing it. Dak is a big guy. Okay, I understand big, that, but there was a run there, I really, just, where it's like any time he even got hit, you were kind of like, "Whoa!" Do you see him? Like well, I remember the Tennessee, I, I remember that, but, the Tennessee game vividly. It, it was like if, a typical if, hit, and the if, way he like turned his head, I was like, "Oh not wow!" Gonna, if, if the NFL is not going to outlaw it, it works with Philly. It, it works work with Philly that. before you pay the guy fifty million, man. I don't they're know. They're going to still do it because it's 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 who he is. They got to outlaw it. It's 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 unstoppable. Let's just be honest about it. Until he gets hurt, that's fine. Until he gets hurt, but. It's a lot of money. Dak, when he started sneaking last year, they never stopped it. It's something that should have always been. I just don't understand a quarterback that That's big. a lot, man. That's a lot of runs. I'm talking it's about not, like like Zeke was doing well, that like four or five times I a just, game, six times a game at least in big situations well, like that. And I'm it going, just was not the same results when Pollard one, was I'm in there. I'm going for it with Dak. Uh, I'm pushing. And, and I'm also, I'm, when I'm saying this, I'm, I'm pushing it. But, when I'm saying this too, I'm not talking about how you have to make some big impact spending i'm talking like training camp like no. an anthony Barr type addition during training camp no, let, let rosters Fren- get cut let, down let yeah exactly that, something like that could be that type of guy i would not surprise me if that player is not in the roster yet but is but, week but, one. but just getting back to zeke zeke is eye in other places i mean jerry's talking he's not talking to zeke's guys okay he's not talking to zeke's people he just you'll ask him yeah we we're never closing that door of course never closing right. that door but that's not a focus that's not what they're trying to do i think Malik Davis will probably be the guy yeah. to be a backup. I think he, he'll he'll be the the player that will will take some of those carries. And I'm sure they want to give them mini camp and all that, yeah. and, and even in a training camp to be like, hey, we want to see one of these guys emerge. I, I get all that, but it just wouldn't surprise me as we get closer to the season. They're like, we got to go get somebody. There's just too much on the line to, to risk being like, yeah, we just did our best. I feel the same way about left guard. Like as, as much as they want to hesitate, not talking about Tyler Smith at left guard. But, but who are you getting, though? I don't want to get the guy that's been sitting around like Anthony Barr was yeah. or Jason Peters, and then it takes a while to get that. I want the guy 
that's in a training camp, and you're like, well, well there'll be plenty of those guys yeah. cut. The, you know, the, the, the thing about it is, is that again, that guy, whoever he is, is going to have to play special teams. You're not going to have a guy that's just there to be your fourth and one guy. Um, I was going to say a name, but we can't say a name because I'm not sure if he's free agent, so I don't want to do that. But Rico Dowdle was a guy they liked, then he got hurt, and then he just kind of vanished. Yeah. Well, we know what happened. Yeah, uh, Malik Davis. Malik Davis. Yeah, he was, Rico Malik, was dealing with injuries, too. Though. He was in the year also, before. Malik Davis showed up and was better in camp. Malik, yeah. Malik Davis was back on the roster, but Malik Davis showed up and was better in camp last year. He watched the games. He he flashed, and when he played in games, he flashed. And, Malik Davis is what was the And difference. John Fossil said that Malik Davis is one of the best rookies he's ever had on the special teams. Right. As far as being alert and knowing you know, on punt, on the personal protector, so I mean to have a rookie that can do that, like you just said about special teams, he was a guy that trusted. Not saying that Rico right. Dowdle wasn't, but what you well, find, all I'm saying is there, there's no way they're having Malik and Rico on his roster. No. You don't think so? No, nah, not both. No, not both. You know what's funny about about I was looking at available running backs that are you know that are free agents that are out there. Looking at like the top ten, Zeke is the youngest of those. I mean, I'm talking about. Legitimate options at if, run. If Ezekiel Elliott had been playing since 2016 with the New York Jets and was in this situation, what are we doing here, sir? I'm trying to find a. Uh, sorry, about that. oh my. If he was with the New York you Jets, this guy since, does TV for I mean, and he's, 2016. <laughs> I'm trying to was, find. I'm trying to find a box score right here. With, and, and they were cutting. And they were cutting Zeke in New York uh-huh. because they were like, we can't pay him anymore. I could totally see him coming to the Cowboys. Obviously, it would be for a lot less money. But because he was with the Cowboys, they're not bringing him back. But what he brought at the end of his time with the Cowboys is exactly what this team's missing right now. Yeah. So here it is. I kept trying to get back to this. It was going through these videos. But I kept trying to get back to this here. All right. So I I asked this question. It actually did the same thing in the last show. A little button on the side of the phone. Um, So we we do all this talk about run, run, run. Run, run, run. Mike McCarthy's going to be calling the plays now. Do you know how many rushes he had in the Super Bowl that he won at Jerry World? Did you see that receiving core? Mm-hmm. Did you see that quarterback at the top of his game, the prime of his career? When, when Mike McCarthy said at the uh, – where was it at? We were in Indianapolis. It was a at, at, at that lunch. Yeah. Uh, when he said that about running the run more, I took it, and maybe you disagree with me, I took it as more of – I thought of the Jacksonville game yeah, and the yeah. Green Bay game. Of yeah. we have these leads, the three and out, fifty second drive, hundred no percent. That's what, not not. Oh, hey, this is what we're doing. We're playing defense, <laughs> we're running the ball forty times a game. I never took it that way. I know some people did. Yeah, no, he, he, yeah, he's he's talking about being more efficient. Thirteen carries in the Super Bowl, and two of those were by Aaron Rodgers. So really, eleven. James Starks, fifty-two yards, eleven carries. Um, Mike's not a guy that's going to really run. We talk about it, but, I mean, he'll run a little bit. But I am very interested to see that you got Brian Schottenheimer in here, and Schottie's career has been about running the football mm-hmm. with the Jets. Yeah, but I think, and, I think and, that, I, you know, without the respect. Can I finish? I, without the respect. Can I, can no. I finish? No. I'm he had Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. Schottenheimer didn't have Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about Mike McCarthy when he was passing by the old, old field. He had freaking Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well, this isn't Aaron Rodgers. In the Rogers. prime of his career. This isn't Aaron Rodgers. Right, but you cannot judge him not wanting to run or running and being pass happy when he don't have Aaron Rodgers. That's okay. all I'm saying. I'm sorry. Continue on. You're not sorry, though. No, he's not. No, he's not. I agree, though. I agree, Nui. I mean, I, th- th- how many points did they score that game? <laughs> 31. Sc- 31. They were 31. scoring. I mean, I'm, they, even go- I'm just going back to James Starks because I don't even see a James Starks on this team. I mean, they, you know, a big come- running back? Like I don't a- know. He had to be like six six foot, 220. He was a big dude. Yeah, but the, again, that that receiver. You are forty. I, I, so listen, listen. I go. go back. I'm shocked they didn't win more. I'm, I'm still flabbergasted. That team after I'm what they sad. did and where they played you in that Super Bowl. Dude, that's, I yeah. hate when that. I'm, I'm shocked sorry. and flabbergasted. Well, you know what adds to it is the you fact know. that you bookend those two quarterbacks together. And if you would have told anybody dude, that you're going to get those for thirty years, you'd think that like, is yeah, my five point. titles. You know, and what you know, I know we're talking with Cowboys show, but it is to me one of the biggest upsets. In my mind, covering the NFL over the last 27 years, because I came in again. Yeah, when they when were started to roll. I came in after the yeah. decline of the Cowboys with Green Bay and, and Brett Favre won on back-to-back MVPs, and they won a Super Like, okay, this Brett's turn. Everybody thought it was Brett. Yeah. You, you know, he won one. I've, al- I've always thought of them as like almost the Spurs he, 
of he, the NFL. Yeah. And, and and if you told me that that Spurs crew only got two titles, I'd be like, whoa. He won one, and then Aaron Rodgers comes, and then after everybody, he's ready to pass Tom Brady. He's ready to pass Peyton Manning. He's the best pure thrower in Which the game. Which shows you how he hard it, it is. I know that, but I'm just saying, he has never gone back. And in some ways, when you think about this, some of you got put on him. Exactly. They they had the oh, they, absolutely. they had yeah. Tampa Both Bay. They had Tampa Bay at Green Bay a couple years ago in the NFC Championship game. Blew it. Favre is down here with Minnesota. They about to go win it. He throws a pick. Favre and Green Bay were in the Super Bowl score. I was the yeah. first Super Bowl game I went to. Super Bowl 31, they scored the first first touchdown. You thought they were about to blow Denver out. They were right. a double-digit lead. So somewhere it's it's hard. No, but it they're is both, hard. And there's a hard. and there's a chance Joe Burrow may never go back. Right. You so, know, and, and so Dan when, Marino, so, it's hard. Jalen so, Hurts might never go back. It, it, facts. So, Those are facts. And so when people try to put that on Dak, well, he's never done this, never done. I mean, it is hard. Guys, all I know is I have lived this whole. They should have won more as a North Carolina basketball. Player right. the yeah, it is hard. They it should have. It is hard. And along the way, we don't. We don't. We don't, we don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine that Michael Jordan as, as a junior and not winning? It's not like the guy. Ain't go, <laughs> guy ain't come out here like Mac Brown. Okay. Oh, oh you're your buddy now. You love Mac Brown now. Mac Brown. Okay, so. We always then we go take a break. Not about to sink into this hole with you like you do on Twitter with people. Really, Clarence Hill, Nick Eatman, John Mashoda, Anuri Scruggs, Media Mash, right here on DallasCowboys.com. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com/5g for you for details. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. No one knows where this market will go. Right now, it feels like a wild ride. But one thing's for certain, there's a way through it. And the experience and guidance of a Merrill advisor can help you get there. Because where there's a bull, there's a way. Find an advisor in North Texas at ml.com slash bullish. Merrill, a Bank of America company. What would you like the power to do? Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, registered investment advisor. Member SIPC, a wholly owned subsidiary of Bank of America Corp. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about... The new Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. <gasps> Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. <laughs> new Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. The new flavor you deserve. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash, DallasCowboys.com radio. Uh, Clarence Hill for Orstar Telegram. Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com. And we've got John Mishota of The Athletic. By the way, want to give a shout-out to Roxanne and everybody over here at Dallas Cowboys Media, the draft special that they put together. If you loved watching... Chris Vaughn breakdown. They do an even better job where you see him on the phone outside talking to Deuce before the draft pick. And then you hear Jerry and Jerry talking to McCarthy about turning the name in. And even though I'd seen it before, man, my eyes watered up. 
because it was just so compelling. Then um, we've seen some of the video. I think John, you put out there about Mozzie and when they when when Jerry's asking uh, Will McClay his. But watch the whole thing of how great it was and the scouts down there in Mobile, Alabama. You see him over there at Iowa State, and Iowa, and Ohio State. If you're, if you're a Cowboy fan, you want to know how the sausage is made. Man, the special that they did was fantastic television. It's funny you say that because uh, it doesn't even have anything to do with the Cowboys. But so working at the Athletic, I'm friends with Joe Person who covers the mm -hmm. uh, Carolina Panthers, and I was like, Joe, I just got done watching this this video, and I go, it has really nothing to do with anything Cowboys. But man, if you scroll to like the 45 minute mark for like three minutes straight, everybody in the organization talks about Bryce Young, and it's really good behind the scenes stuff. I'm like, I don't know, you might want to use this. Like, how how often you get to see like an entire? Because obviously they were fine with having that audio out there because it was like they were ever going to draft Bryce Young. But the way that everybody, Will McClay, the scouts, uh, Mike McCarthy, everybody talks about him, and that I'm like, I guarantee you, you can use some of this in a story. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was great. So it was it was it was fantastic. Um, get you some Johnny Walker Blue. Sit down, and watch it there, Clarence. And, uh, you'll enjoy it. So it's good stuff. So Nick, make sure you let Roxanne and everybody oh, yeah. know over there. Uh, that was that was. And she was on that story. I'll just say for Roxanne, she was on that story for a long time. Obviously, that because the, they interviewed them at, at the at combine. The combine. Yeah. So yeah, this was a feel good type of story that was going to be good regardless of what happened. He gets drafted by. The Atlanta Falcons or whatever, you know, they were going to go pan to him in, the, in there and show Chris and high five him and get excited, you know, for him and all that. But, but the fact that it happened the way it did, and and I love the one thing I love the most is that when all these guys were talking, it's when Jerry talked to him and said, "You've earned, yeah, being here." This was not. I mean, they could have they could have taken him when they took you know Earl. Um, was it not Earl? Uh, Scott, though. They took the, Eric the, Scott Jr. Eric Scott. Eric yeah. Scott, sorry. They took him from Southern Miss. I mean, you know, they, they could have taken him at, at fifth round or sixth round and all that, but they, they took him when they took him. But he's earned all that. And, you know, I, I'm kind of excited to see what, what he can do. I just hope that the offense coordinators and running backs would figure out a way to really make him a, you know, a dynamic type player. The Sproles, man, that dude was. That dude was a monster. Dynamite. And played for a long time. Yeah, yeah. but Dynamite. he also deals with returns. So being a punt returner, all that. That was part yeah, of it. I know. It was part, part of it. I mean, why, Danny, why, didn't, Danny he, yeah, why didn't he do a lot those more guys, Those State. guys can be a problem. He did some returns. He started earning his career with a returner. I mean, I can see he was so heavily used in offense. They yeah. probably didn't want to. Yeah, whatever, but he would return early. He does seem like he'd be the perfect. Well, it's just like with Turpin. The, when when they're returning punts and kickoffs, you gotta find him first. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Is you gotta find him because he's so little, and then all of a sudden, you know. They scoot by you. I mean, I think I think Turpin too. I mean, what he's going to do this offseason. I'm, I'm, I think they should they should get him involved too. I mean, I, we did talk to Dak this offseason um, at one of those uh, community events, and he said that that Turpin was also has been out to the house for the the Dak you know, yard. The thing about the Turpin thing is that it all season people ask about Turpin. He's going to be involved in the offense. It, it, it they never found a role for him, so they, they got to show me. Yeah, I, I know. You know. The other thing so is with all good. that. He's got, yes, he's going to tell. He ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the other, no, but, the but coaches he, are going to put him but in the ball. He came in, and, hold on. But he came in when he came in was like th three or four days into camp. And it was like, we don't really have a punt returner. If this is what you do best, go do it. We'll figure out the offense stuff. And they never really did. But he was pretty good at the return. So they kept it going. This offseason, there's no excuse for him not to take that next level and for them to use him because they needed some juice last year. And he's he's there. He can do it. I mean, him, Vaughn, I mean, I think they've, they've got some players that they should be able to use. And everything you guys are saying makes sense. My whole thing is, though, is Brandon Cooks isn't very big. Um, you know, Turpin, Vaughn, I, I just I, – I have doubts about them using all these guys like that. I understand it works in college, but, like, with Mike McCarthy, I understand, yeah, he had Randall Cobb. Name the other guy because that's not – Randall Cobb's the outlier, when Mike McCarthy was in Green Bay, it was all bigger receivers. It was all the West Coast style receivers. So if it's going to be all this stuff, throwing all this like you know gadget stuff behind the line of scrimmage and getting these guys the ball and stuff like that, I'm all for it. But I'll believe when I see it. He was in the lab. Oh, McCarthy, lab. Haven't we learned to just not compare what McCarthy was in Green Bay with the offense because the quarterback's different? He's Sam, different. He's he in the lab, man. Okay. Ready for but I also think Dak would prefer to throw to the bigger receivers too, and I think his oh, career would speak to, to that. Yeah, he, he would definitely prefer to throw to bigger receivers. You talking about catch radius? I'm just saying I would think. Window I, I'm just saying that I would think 
for all of these smaller type receivers that are quick and that, I would have thought you would, that would have been more of what Kellen Moore wanted to do as opposed to what I would expect well, Mike they, McCarthy They had a big receiver, good-sized receiver that drafted last year. Is he going to show up? Well, that they're, that's what they're obviously banking on. You mean from last year or two years ago? I really, honestly, I I do believe. I do believe. I do believe Jaylen if they. Tolbert is who you're talking right. about. Right. Yeah, I'm talking about Clarence Hill is talking about Jalen Tolbert. And I do believe if they didn't think they were going to get very much from him, I, I do think that you would have seen the actions and that would have been them drafting somebody. And well, I'm not yeah. saying in the but first we, or second round, but. And but they did. We have but, seen. We have seen. We've seen Noah Brown and, and Cedric Wilson. We. We have seen them develop their careers. They never trusted Noah Brown. Huh? They never trusted Noah Brown. That's not what I said. I said we've seen these low-round picks, though, and and he's not even a low-round pick. He's not. No, but we have seen guys that you you probably already wrote off, and they, they, because of their time working with Dak and building up some trust, that they were actually pretty good players. For their role, Noah Brown should have never been a number two receiver. If he was a four or, or number five, three receiver, if he was four or five, he would, he would have been fine. Yeah. Same with Cedric Wilson; those guys developed. And all I'm saying is, Jalen Tolbert. I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. He had eight catches his freshman year at South Alabama. He then he had 55 and he had 81. He Don't figured give up on him. he figured out a way to to figure it out at South Alabama. I think he can do the same. And I also think you draft a guy in the third round because you're hoping he's going to be part of your like starting trio. And they don't need him to be in their start. They need him to be their fourth wide receiver. And if that's too much to ask, well, then you got to go in another direction. But I do believe that they think that they're going to get fourth receiver type production. I talked to him at 30 minutes at the at the uh, in Mobile at the uh, Senior Bowl. He said the word bust. He said it. He goes, I know that the fans are calling me a bust. I get it. And they that's why that's what they get to do. It's my job to prove mm-hmm. to them that I'm not. And and so he's he's not his head's not in the sand. He's figuring out he he was he he took fault. He's I mean, recognized. He the took problem. fault for standing on the line and not looking at the ref. And you know, he so let's see. Let's see if he's accountable. Let's see if it translates to that. He says all the right things. Let's let's see if he can do it. You guys had an opportunity to talk to Brian Schottheimer, the offensive None. coordinator. I have not. He's not the offense coordinator. Let's be honest. I mean, it sounds good, but what do we need to talk to him about? Seriously, I mean, I'm just can I just be honest? Hey, how much time we got left? What do we need to talk to him about? How much time we got left? Mike McCarthy is offense coordinator. How much time we got left? It's Mike McCarthy's offense coordinator. It's just a name on it's a, hey. it's a name. It's a hey, title. Do you guys really care and think it's a big deal that Mike is working out in Austin? Because I don't. So I, I was wondering your guys' take on that. I don't know why you need to work out in Austin. Like they're not. Million workout. Sure. There's so many. That's you got, they, they got plenty of guys that can do boxing and and stuff here. Right. There, there's there's not a reason. This is not a good enough reason not to miss OTAs. Be with your teammates. It's, it, at the end of the day, it's not a big deal because the Cowboys are making the big deal. They are clearly have co-signed with it or let it go. So it's, it's not it's not going to be a big deal. But there's no. Did you think nothing special in Austin that you can't create here to do what he's doing? Mm. You sure? I mean, I mean, I love Austin. I know. I they know. got Sixth Street in Austin. I, I know. Well, I heard about that. <laughs> so that, that's what I'm saying is that <laughs> no, you they got Sixth Street. Probably, there probably you got is a mini statue there out there. That, that is, okay, okay. Well, I'm talking about as far. I'm, I'm talking about as far as the working out and bulking up and the things that we're saying. Why he's in Austin? We're not saying he's not saying it's in Austin for those extracurricular stuff. Do you, I don't. Yeah, we're not even. I don't even know what, what that is. But I will say, <laughs> you don't know what extracurricular is. No. Okay. No. No, I do no, not. Yeah, you what? Yes. They don't do that stuff in Midwestern State. Nope, not at all. Um, <laughs> Trayvon Diggs. I'm Trayvon, being facetious. Trayvon he knows Diggs I'm being facetious. Had, you know, he, he was here for like three days. I mean, whatever the mandatory days were last year, Trayvon Diggs was here for it. Um, you know, so now you can argue, did he take a step back last year? I mean, maybe, maybe he did. That's there were just so many years under Jason Garrett where this was a big storyline. So many guys here, so many guys here. And then at the end of the year, I just I didn't see the wins behind it. Was it was a story so down here like, with Mike. Mike talks about, hey, guys living there. No, he does. He does. But I'm just saying, like, the Jason same couldn't thing. coach. So let's just put Everybody says the same thing. But, you know, I'm just saying, that at, was at the end of the day, it's line. not a big deal because the Cowboys are not making it a big deal. What right. do voluntary mean? Darren Hambrick. <laughs> it's voluntary. Yeah. What do voluntary mean? Well, are you going to change positions? I mean, if so, we'd like you to be here with the coaches. All of that, too. Exactly. But that's why you got OTAs in, in, in training camp. His and position, though, if you that old NFL Films uh, clip of um, Bill Cower telling Greg Lloyd, rush the quarterback. Yeah. yeah, that's his position. Rush the quarterback. That's yeah. your job. Rush the quarterback. Yeah, now does he need to work on 
defense line technique, you know, for yeah. the run stuff, all the other stuff. Can he get that in training camp? I'll, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I know that you're not supposed to think of it this way, but I, this is how I do. As long as he's healthy enough to play, nah, that stuff will all take care of itself. There's just some guys that are just freak athletes that they can yeah. just show up. But as long but, as he's healthy and he can play and he's not being beaten down towards the end of the season like he was last year where when we would talk to him, he would be like talking about all the things that he's dealing with. If he's as, as close as they can get him to, to healthy and productive and he's out there for as many snaps as possible, I really don't care where he works out yeah, in the offseason. And, and I talked about on this show toward the end of the season. He had to buck up. He's going to be deep as a man. Yeah. It, it takes yeah. their toll. I was talking to Greg Ellis at church yesterday. We asked we go to church together. We were talking about this. Nice. That defensive end position. Hope he prayed for it's, you. it's a war daddy position. You know, it you there is a toll that takes on your body when you have to play the run and getting chipped and, and the offensive lineman the whole time. He said he hopes they he told me he hopes they protect him. Because having to go against three hundred pound tackles Every play is different than playing yeah. linebacker. Here's here's the, the potential issue with that. You don't care where Micah Parsons is in the offseason because he's a freak. Yeah. But I'm just throwing this out there. Damone Clark, Jabril Cox. Oh, no. They Wait. want to that, – oh, well, I'm going to go to Phoenix. That's I want to go to Arizona. They're not, they're not good enough to do that. I, I get it. Okay. That's the way pro sports is. I understand. So, that being said, no, you, you pretty much need to be here. Then you've got now Micah comes back in the mix. He's missed a little bit of time. Whose defense is this? Is this Tanks? Is this Layton's? Is it Micah's? Because he's the best player. And then I'm not saying this would happen, but I think that is the beginning of where friction could start in the locker room. Because yes, players are treated differently, but in something like this, it's you know all I'm saying is is that's where I think as long as he produces, none of it here, here's, here's the other thing. It, it just starts out there. Bill Parcells said you don't want a celebrity quarterback. Do you want a celebrity linebacker? Yeah, it's fine with me. They're not the quarterback. I mean, because let's – And Mike is, in, uh, Mike is enjoying mm-hmm. life of being a cowboy, being a celebrity linebacker, like being if he likes being in a different place and being in the spotlight. He, you know – And everything you're saying, you can take his name out of it and you can replace it with the best player in the league, and it's not even close. That's Patrick Mahomes. If you're on this thing as much as I am, he's at everything. Miami Grand Prix, he's at every single thing like that. And he's been like that. Exactly. That's why I'm saying you can do that when you're on that level. Yeah, he got three titles. Did Jackson make it to the Grand Prix? He's got two. What? Jackson Mahomes. Did Stop, he it. It Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Now you're being petty. Too. Now you're being petty. He poor Jackson. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on the I'm he on the a, he got an ankle brace. I'm a I'm a ninety-six Bulls type. Rodman's gonna go to Las Vegas. Just deal with it because James Harden just went to Vegas. Right. Well, he's not. He's not on that level. But um, <laughs> if you're winning the championships, right, the, I, I, And I'm not saying this for college, high school, anything like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying on on the pro level, and you're that type of guy. If you're any of the other players you named, it's ridiculous for you to think that you're going to be treated the same. This is this is professional sports, you know. Right. I'm, I'm not saying you treat them the same, but what yeah. all I'm saying is is that when when you start saying drawing the lines like yeah you can go to Austin you can't yeah that's well and I, I think, feel like and they I would th- understand that and though. I think I think football is different than basketball because the mentality of all for one one for all we're one unit we do one voice all this other stuff all I know is when and business they, was booming and for this team when business was booming. The head coach was not treating everybody the same. No, but when business was booming, even those guys that were treated differently, when it was time to work, they were working here at the team. Mike Irvin, we was talking about it. Yeah. He did all the other stuff. Nobody worked harder. Nobody Let's was see here what more. Happens. How do you know Mike, that he's not working hard? Let's see what happens. I'm just talking about he was here though. Because right yeah. now it's I'm talking about here. I'm not. Right. I'm just, we're talking about here. We, everything yeah. was about the team and with the team. Yeah. It wasn't. I, I'm outside by myself. Yeah, but ultimately you raised the point that I'm, I I don't care. I, yeah, I don't. I don't care either. Okay, I, I don't care either. But all I'm saying is is that is, is, he hasn't missed anything yet. Yeah. He really hasn't. He's missed. Well, you just I bring it up because just people talk on, yeah. on, online about like, oh, is this going to be like where he's going to be holding out for a contract and doing all this stuff for like that? I'm also of of that belief of like. Well, if that happens, that happens. Well, if like Trayvon Diggs doesn't show up, because well, that's the part of the business. You just never hold out. First of all, you miss checks. First of all, first of all, you can't hold out no more. They take rules. But there will be no holdouts. Now you might get franchised and don't show up and all that stuff, but yeah. there's no there's no holdouts anymore, like Zeke. Okay. Yeah. Last well, last okay, thing we get out of here with this, because I'm just getting ready. To, we're watching the NFL Network over here. Great game. Uh, yeah. Um, kicker. Who's gonna be? I'm gonna say it's gonna be Robbie. Oh wait. Yeah, we can say if they're free agents. Right? He's a free agent. Yeah. He was cut. 
Yeah, we can say free agents, though, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robbie Gold would be my. Or, or, or Bill's guy from Green Bay is free, too. Oh, Mason Crosby? I'm not Bill. I keep saying Bill. Well, Mike's, Mike's yeah. got no, either I know you meant, yeah. one. Huh? Either one. Yeah. Robbie Rick. Gold and Mason Crosby have kicked in the worst weather and worst conditions of all time, and they've made it through, and they're going to play eight or nine games. Indoor. I'm just stuck on at the end of the year. Robbie Gold was interviewed about possibly coming back to San Francisco, and he was like, I'm really not. At my age, he's 40, I think 40, 41. I'm not trying to really kick outside anymore. Because, oh, it was it was an article. It was an interview about going back to Chicago. Right. And he was like, I'm not really. I, where I'm at in my career, I'm trying to kick indoors somewhere. And so when he said that, yeah. I was kind of like, oh, well, yeah, that kind of would make And sense. also, if you just look at it and go, okay, Cowboys, you know, watching it. We're all in this press box. Like, Cowboys could win this game. What's the problem? Well, this guy can't miss any kicks from 50 or plus. And this guy can't make anything uh, 25 and in. So that's why this, you know, it's 9 to 9 or 6 to 6. And, and the Cowboys, to that point, were probably outplaying them, but, but they, because they couldn't kick the ball. And so it's like now you have a chance to get that guy on, your, on this team with a little bit more healthy playmakers. And one thing, How would you guys have felt if they would have drafted a kicker in the third round? That if, Michigan kid. If they would have taken him in the third round, let's I, say over Overshone, do you think everybody would, would everybody have been cool with that? Yes. Well, they would, they would, yes. Yeah? Yes. What I they, don't know about that. What they man. wouldn't have been cool with is that, are we changing the the stripe to, like, the Michigan? <laughs> I mean, that's three Michigan players yeah. in a row. I, I think they, they, they'd have been cool. And I think the Cowboys looking to take a kicker. I don't think they weren't yeah, want to third take him is what I'm talking I hope about. That they I hope this draft changes that a little bit. These games are these, these games yeah. matter. Fourth round? For a kicker that's going to, yes. That but, but just piggybacking yeah, on what y'all were saying, even Jerry said at the draft, they're looking at a veteran kicker. Yeah. yeah. And so he could have just put gold. I think there. I think that Moody was their second highest rated kicker. I think the one from Maryland was the one they I just, a I just bit was, more. But when not. I saw a third round, I was like, there's no way this Cowboys team was taken. Yeah. With everything that they needed to address, sure. again, for the future, I'm not talking about necessarily right now, sure. but like you mentioned with all those contracts, you have to draft and, and you have to hit on a lot of these picks. I just, I third round, I thought they never would have done that. Who's the fourth round pick? I kind of forgot. Wow. V- Viliami Fehoko. 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 I mean, <laughs> Simi, Simi's West guy. Conference Player of the Year. Oh, trust me, I know that they. I know that I know they're a fan of that one. I know Dan Quinn is a fan of that yeah. one, big time. And so you know what? And that's that's that, that's all you need. That's D- all you need. DQ signed off, and it's, it's all good. And matter of fact, let's sign off right now. John, the show to the athletic. Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com radio. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram. I'm Newey Scruggs. This has been the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!